Welcome to East Hills Alliance Church. We are everyday people following Jesus every day. Thank you so much, worship team. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we get to hear uh, from Petula this morning. Uh, we have been partnered with uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance team over uh, in uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina for I think something like 15 years now, um, which may make some of you feel old. I don't know, but it's been a while. Um, and uh, and so we've gotten to hear from, from Petula a couple times as she has uh, come back uh, to the States on home assignment and, uh, and, and bopped all the way out here from Indiana to share with us. Uh, and I'm excited we get to share uh, with her again, or share from, hear from, you know what I mean. That's uh, why she's doing the talking this morning. Anyway, uh, some of you have uh, been on trips over uh, to Bosnia before. We've sent uh, a number of teams uh, over the years. Uh, some of you uh, got to hang out with us uh, Thursday night at the bowling alley. There were a whole bunch of us that took up a corner of the bowling alley uh, and had a blast uh, hanging out with each other and with Petula, uh, which was sort of the kickoff to this weekend. Uh, we are uh, celebrating what we're calling Great Commission Weekend, uh, which uh, we celebrate for a couple of reasons. One, uh, because God is doing incredible things around the world. Um, and you're going to hear some of those incredible things, some great stories this morning uh, from Petula. Uh, and it's just good for us to be uh, mindful that uh, as much uh, work for the kingdom as there is to do in our uh, little area of the world, and there certainly is, uh, that there is also so much that God is doing uh, around the world, uh, that we are part of a much larger uh, family and much larger work of God. Uh, and uh, to uh, remember that that work around the world also, uh, as, as mundane and worldly as may, this may sound, uh, needs to be funded. Um, and uh, so uh, part of how we do that uh, is uh, through something called the Great Commission Fund. Uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance, our denomination, supports work, uh, workers around the world uh, following God's call on their lives uh, through the Great Commission Fund. And so uh, we mentioned last week that uh, there's uh, an opportunity, there's actually an opportunity every week, truth be told. If you look at the little envelope in the chair pocket in front of you, uh, one of uh, the options there is the Great Commission Fund. Uh, but we just want to highlight it and bring it to mind to say, hey, uh, if you are um, feeling called by God to support and donate to what he is doing around the world, uh, there are many great places to do that, and the Great Commission Fund uh, is, is one of those places. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to get to hear stories this morning that I know are going to be a blessing to you of the cool things that God is doing uh, in, in Bosnia. Uh, one of those stories uh, is uh, about a, a Christian camp uh, there and the impact uh, that it is making. So check out this video of what God's doing there. Greetings from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Like many, I was blessed to be raised by believers, so I got the rare opportunity to grow up on camps. But for a lot of other people, the camps were the place where they first met Jesus. These are some of their stories. The first time I came to the camp was in the year 2009. I was not a believer at the time, but I was really interested in Christianity. I come from a Roman Catholic background, and at that time I was not born again believer. 
Everything was new to me. It was a little strange because I still didn't understand the concept, I guess you would say, of the evangelical view of Christianity. But I remember that it was the first time I prayed to God, directly, as a person, spoke to Him with my own words and not some pre-written prayer. When I came here for the first time, I didn't believe in God at all. I hadn't even experienced the Holy Spirit, so that as a non-believer the camp was truly a revelation for me. And I believe it is for many others, as well whenever they come here. So camp is a special place for me, not just because I experienced God for the first time, but I also met my best friend. My sister came to Christ here, as well and I had my wedding here. I feel some kind of hope and enthusiasm when I hear that the camp will be developed and be bigger and better. I believe it's important for non-believers to come to camp because it is a unique opportunity to possibly for the first time in their lives be given the chance to discuss important things in everyone's life. They may finally be able to find the answers to questions they've been searching for a long time. They can do this in a more casual atmosphere than they might find in a church or some other faith organization for which some might have an aversion. I came to camp for the first time when I was 13. For the first time in my life, I felt loved and accepted. God worked in a wonderful way and I accepted Him into my life. For a non-believer, this is an exceptional opportunity to come and spend time in the beauty of nature and a Christian atmosphere and learn about the God who has changed all of our lives. Camp is like an oasis. It is a special place where we are a bit isolated from the real world. And I believe everyone, whether believer or non-believer, feels accepted here. It is so important for all of us to feel accepted. This is especially important for children. They need to have a time and place where they really feel accepted, valued and loved. I believe that camp is truly that place. Um, seeing the camp. Uh, I go there each summer and spend about three weeks, two and a half to three weeks cooking. Uh, we usually have about 80 to 120 uh, people. We, uh, Because of some different leadership changes and things, we had to have uh, some less camps. So, But for the last few years, we've had about four weeks of camp 
a year. But right now, um, as Josh mentioned, they have started a building project, uh, which we've been talking about for over a decade. Last year, they uh, celebrated 20 years on the site where we are for about 13 or 14 years, we've actually owned uh, the property that we are using. It's about four and a half acres, I think. Um, and part of it is wooded, and part of it, you can see, is open. Um, but last year, they went ahead with um, having an architect uh, you know, make plans for what the entire space would look like one day when it was done. Uh, and so it's a huge project for them. Uh, when they originally heard that it was going to cost nearly a million US dollars, uh, so for them, that is an outrageous amount that they could never imagine. Um, but last year, the pastor that I work with was preaching um, at the 20th anniversary celebration, and he said, but what really is a million dollars for God? Because it's all his. Um, and he was right. Uh, they did not believe that he was really uh, prophetically saying that. Uh, but in just about a month, from de in December, I talked to the leadership team that's been raising funds for the camp, and they said, well, you know, we only have about $100,000, um, and we need to start building, but we're a little bit nervous to start building when we don't even have like 50% of what it's going to cost to build uh, the first building and sort of uh, the initial setup for some of the other buildings to come. Um, and so they, we really started praying about it, and God miraculously, uh, in about a month and a half, raised nearly a million dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's amazing. Uh, the downside of that is the fact that building costs have doubled, and so now they really need $2 million to finish. Uh, so, so keep praying for that, but we are excited. You probably noticed the large building that looks abandoned, but believe it or not, we sleep in that one and take our baths and all these fun things, along with bats and door mice and other other fun outdoor creatures. Um, so they'll come indoors to live with us. Uh, so you saw the one nicer house, which we finished about 10 years ago, um, who, that houses about 40 people. And then the larger house now has uh, had the roof raised and also the footprint uh, expanded to almost double the space. I think it's about 6,000 square feet is what it will be, and it will house about 70 to 80 people. Um, it has small rooms with bathrooms so that families can come and sort of have their own separate space uh, because it's not always fun to try to shower your kids in the bathhouse with everybody else. Um, and so we set that up, but also for uh, eventually our dream is to have another set of two apartments where anyone with any kind of disability can come and have a space, and that eventually the entire uh, the entire property will be all on one level uh, so and open so that anyone with whether they have need wheelchair access or whatever they need will be able to come, which is something that's really sort of groundbreaking in Bosnia-Herzegovina. Any of you who have been there have probably noticed that they are not exceptionally uh, empathetic towards people with disabilities or special needs. Um, and so I was really blessed and excited when the church talked about when they were building this space, that though right now we don't necessarily have anyone with those needs, they said we want to make it accessible to everyone. And, and for them to be able to be there. And so that was exciting for me. So you can keep praying for that. As we know more about the continued phase two and three fundraising, we definitely will let you guys know. So if you have it on your heart and want to be a part of that, um, maybe you can come and help at some of the camps or help to finish at some of the groundwork that we need to do to make nice spaces for seating and just times of contemplation are things that we're hoping teams can come in and help 
us do. Uh, so, but one of the reasons I showed you this is also because the uh, young people who were speaking there are a very special generation in Bosnia Herzegovina. Uh, because if you've heard us years and for years and years pray for the next generation, uh, and there were some people in their 30s who came into the church and came to Christ as children, uh, but about half of the young people that you saw in the video today are the first generation ever raised by Christian parents. Um, and so there's about 20 or 30 of them in the country between the ages of 15 and about 25 or 26. Uh, but they're sort of a very special generation uh, because they're the only ones who have ever experienced what it's like to grow up with parents who are following Christ. Um, and so we hope and believe that they are going to raise their kids uh, the same way. But it's also a lot of pressure on them uh, for the next generation of the church and the future of the church. So pray for them. Uh, God is doing really amazing things again among the 20-somethings in the country. We're really excited about the progress we've seen in the last two years, where they are now coming together of their own planning and volition and doing worship nights once a month together and, and encouraging and teaching together all on their own. No one planned it for them. Um, they sometimes invite the older folks in to give them a little bit word of wisdom or share with them, but basically they're doing it all on their own. Uh, the young adult camp that's 18 to 25, they completely run and plan by themselves now. Um, and also the youth conference uh, that they had last year, they completely planned and ran um, themselves as well with very little help from any of us anymore. So we're really excited that they're taking ownership and leadership of these things. And last, and the other exciting thing is that in the last couple years, uh, we now have um, young adults also coming uh, from neighboring countries of Serbia and Croatia. And so uh, the reconciliation that we're seeing happen through that, um, the learning from one another, because even though uh, they were all formerly part of Yugoslavia, uh, the way that they live their lives, the way that they interpret a lot of things is very, very different. Um, even though they live very in very close proximity, and in some ways, are many of them are from the same ethnic groups, uh, but they don't necessarily under, have a lot of understanding. So we've been excited to see the way that they're learning from each other and teaching each other and joining together. And we believe that God is raising up a movement, not just for Bosnia-Herzegovina, but for all of the Balkans, uh, and especially the former Yugoslavia, to see, see great numbers come to Christ um, like never before. And so the last real movement uh, that ever happened of revival was in Serbia and Croatia in the 1950s, just shortly after World War II. But other than that, there has never been history of a revival in this area. Um, and so we believe that it is yet to come and that God will do great, great things. So please pray for that generation. Pray that God will give them wisdom. We see them wanting to lead the church in a little bit different way than their parents have done. Um, but we think that that's okay and that God sometimes wants to start something afresh and new and do things in a new way. And so pray that we, as their elders, uh, will be the ones who encourage them to do the things the way God is calling them to do and not the way that we think necessarily is best, uh, which is always hard. As parents, you know how that goes. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, But as uh, Josh was sharing, uh, last year our theme was Be Present. And this year it's launch presence. Uh, so of course the gospel launches each and every one of us into the world as we are followers of Christ to be able uh, to share his presence with the world. And we do carry his presence because of the Holy Spirit, which we're gonna celebrate next Sunday, uh, everywhere with us. And so uh, we have always believed that in the center and the work that we do there, uh, that because the majority of our staff are believers, uh, that the presence of God is always in the center and that it dwells 
dwells there in a place just like a temple. Um, and we hear that from the people who come to us because they say, when I come here, I may have had the worst day I've, I've ever had, but I come here and I'm at peace and I feel comfort and I feel love and I feel warmth. And so we believe that though they don't understand that always, that that is the spirit speaking to their spirits um, and giving them love and and the Lord speaking to them through us um, and through what he wants to say to them. So some of the stories I wanted to share with you um, in that light are, we have this first picture. Uh, so the woman here and the young girl, uh, she first, the, her mom first came to us. Her name is um, Anna, and she first came to us when she was a grad student. She was friends with our office assistant, um, and she said, could I have my master's um, she was like a graphic design art major, and she said, I want to have my graphic design um, art exhibit here in your space. I really like the space. I think it would go really well with my work. Um, and she said, I sort of like how it's the old and new uh, against each other, since we have, a ve we have a very old apartment that was from the Austro-Hungarian age, and so uh, she thought that would be really cool uh, to have it there. So that's how we first met her. She began working at a school that we worked with, the film fe uh, festival, so she was one of the mentors. Um, so that year, same year, she came to our Thanksgiving party, which we have every year, um, to treat people to a little taste of Thanksgiving and American holidays. Um, she brought her soon-to-be uh, boyfriend. Uh, that was their sort of first date because the next day they would clarify their relationship, um, you know, and so... <laughs> Um, and so the next year, they actually sent us a message uh, the day before our Thanksgiving thing and said, sorry, we'll have to miss it. We're getting married um, <laughs> on the, the same day. So, uh, But then since then, they've been coming, and now they have two children, and we're really excited because their two kids have come now come to our kids' programs. And so this, to me, is what it means to have presence in people's life, to be present, um, because we have been with her since grad school, and now she has a, an, an eight-year-old daughter. Um, and so we're really excited to see what's uh, happening for the opportunity to stay in their lives and be a part of their lives through all of these things. And so another example of that is the next picture. Uh, so as I talked about, we have a children's program where we teach them English, but it's sort of a lot of fun and games and crafts and songs and dancing and all kinds of things. Uh, Laura does that. She is always the uh, steady leader of that. And then the rest of us sort of go in and out as we go back to the States. Um, but uh, this young girl, the girl in black, uh, so the girl in red is actually our new co-worker's daughter, Lydia. Um, so the girl in black, Emma, and she actually um, started coming when she was a child to the children's program. So now she's finishing high school this year. She will graduate, and she's actually now one of our helpers for the kids' program. And so we've just been so blessed with the relationship with her family, with her, seeing her grow from um, a small, little, sweet little girl that was very shy and sort of awkward, and we weren't ever sure she was learning any English, to someone who now not only speaks English fluently, but also speaks Italian uh, fluently, as well, um, and so uh, and just really blossoming into this really wonderful, confident young woman, and it really touches us when her mom says, "You are a part of her uh, being the person that she is," and we have been happy 
for you to be with us as we raised her uh, to be the type of girl that she is. And so we've also been excited that in this last year, Laura's really been able to have um, a lot of some good, really spiritual conversations with her, which we hadn't had before. And part of that is because we brought on a new worker, which is the next picture. Uh, so this ne- the n- second girl in black, um, and she, her name is uh, Allie, and she actually is the daughter of the woman who owns my building that I live in. And so I'd seen her and her brother going in and out, and they're always very polite and say hello. And I've gotten to know her mom over the past four year, three years that I've been living in the building. Um, they actually lost their father about a month before I moved into the building, and so I saw her mom in a really difficult time. I met her uh, when she was going through the time of losing her husband and being in charge of a building um, and having to finish apartments, renovating them all, and getting them ready because they were going to rent or sell them. And so um, we've gotten to be friends as I rented a garage space from her um, in the building um, and just getting to know her, and we also rented an apartment for an intern this last year. And so um, one day we were talking about her daughter, and she said, oh yeah, she goes to the school where they teach everything in English. And I said, oh. And I said, well, would she be interested? We need a new helper for our kids program. And she was so excited about it. Um, And it actually fulfilled a requirement that she had at school to not only do a volunteer project, but to write... um, like an entire presentation about the project and the and the what she does. So and so uh, the other young woman, Emma, that you saw, helped her because she had done one the previous year. And so they actually worked together with Laura to be able uh, to do this project and presented. And she got she got a five on it, which is an A plus. Um, so so she was really happy about that. But it's just been exciting to continue to build that relationship. Uh, Laura building it from one side uh, through uh, the relationship she has with the daughter, but then me with the mom as well with the daughter in the building and just seeing the way that God keeps bringing us in multiple ways into contact with different families. And so uh, the next uh, picture I have, um, these two women, so the older woman that you see is probably one of the most well-known actresses in Bosnia-Herzegovina. She came to us by what people would say is chance, but we know is actually the providence of God uh, because she was doing a screenplay for a Christian movie about uh, a story of a woman's testimony uh, of being a an unwed single mother in the middle of the war. And so she was the aunt in that movie. She asked our assistant what we do in the center and decided it would be really good because her husband had passed away. She needed something to take up her time in the evenings with him not being there. And her daughter-in-laws are Americans uh, who do not speak Bosnian at all uh, because her sons emigrated to the U.S. during the war and are physics professors at Boston University. Um, So she thought it'd be really nice to be able to have conversations with her daughter-in-laws. And she said, impossibly my grandchildren when they forget to speak, they forget how to speak their father's mother tongue. Um, But actually her, the grandchildren speak very well. I've met them. Uh, So through, over time I've gotten to meet them. She came to English classes. She helps with our film festival. Um, We help her with some other projects she does with high school theater and the arts. Um, And so it's just been a great partnership, but also an opportunity. She and I road trip together last year for a new partnership with a group that works with Down syndrome young adults. Um, And so we road tripped and actually got to have some really great spiritual conversations about why I believe and why I have such a strong conviction uh, that Jesus really is the Son of God um, and that he really is the only way for us to be sure what will happen after death. 
Um, and so uh, that was really a fun time for me to have that conversation with her and really dig down deep. And so the young woman across from her is actually my hairdresser. Um, and so uh, right now, she is back at our center. We met her because she came to the center for English classes. I started getting my hair done strategically at her and also because I liked her, her hair. I always check out hairdressers' hair before I go to them. Um, if I do not like your hair, you are not touching mine. Um, so, so, uh, so, uh, so I started going to her about 15, about 12 years ago um, and have been going there ever since. But she helps us with uh, um, International Women's Day Spa Night that we have for women and the girls who come to our center. Um, and so uh, she loves to do it. She brings all her friends who are also nail techs and masseuses and they come and give either manicures or you can have a 15 minute massage. And I guess there's like a waiting list to be her friend that gets to come to the party. Um, so if other people drop out, she always has other people that can take their places. But um, it's just been great. And she recently said, hey, I wanted to go back to having English classes again. I was getting ready to come home. And so I said, well, let me talk to Laura. She's really busy, but Laura lives not far from her, her shop. And so Laura said, yeah, sure, I'll do it on the day I don't normally go into the office, and we'll just meet up, and we can do that. So be aware, Laura may have a lot of highlights or something the next time you see her, because uh, Farah may show up with her stuff and see me like, I'm doing your hair now, whether you like it or not. Um, so um, we tease Laura, it's an inside joke, because she goes to Farah twice a year and gets her hair chopped off a little bit, you know, at the bottom. Uh, so who knows, Farah and Bosnians really like to color their hair and do all kinds of stuff to it. Um, so. Uh, but just keep praying for that relationship. I'm so excited that we have another sort of touch point to be re uh, in relationship with this woman uh, who does a very practical thing for us, cuts our hair, uh, but God keeps bringing us in new ways into relationship with them. And even the other women that come with her, I see them throughout the years. They come into the shop and others of them work in her shop. Um, and so I believe that God uses these things that are very practical, hiring somebody to do people's nails and massages uh, in a way to to join us to people and to build those relationships. And so the next picture um, that I'm gonna show you is actually, lots of you know the story of our videographer. Um, I appreciate your prayers for him. Um, I believe that God is still working in his life. This is actually his wife and son, uh, who is now four and a half years old. I just actually got a message from him this morning that said, it is time to come home and bring me my dinosaur because um, his dad asked me to buy him a dinosaur. Uh, so, <laughs> and apparently he's told him that, which you never tell a four-year-old something that when it's not tomorrow. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was a rookie mistake. They're first-time parents. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, so I uh, show you this picture because about five years ago, I did a time of really extended fasting and prayer. I was really frustrated that I didn't see any movement um, in either of them spiritually. And at the time, God uh, revealed to me that they would have a child and one day that child would be the way that they would come to Christ. Um, at the time, it was a little strange because they had told me they never wanted to have children. Um, but three weeks after I came back to the state, back from the States, uh, they came over for dinner, acted really weird, and eventually finally said to me, we are having a baby. Um, oh, and we planned to have a baby. Um, 
And so, uh, so here he is. Uh, he is now four and a half. Um, but every time I see him, I remember that God has made a promise to me uh, that his parents will one day be our brothers and sister, uh, my brother and sister in Christ, um, and he will as well. Um, and so last summer, as the video you saw, uh, his dad went and was working on those videos all summer long. Um, and so he said, well, is it okay since you paid for a room for me if I bring my wife and son and they hang out at the camp at the times when you're up there cooking? And I said, oh, sure, that's great. So they came, and then about a, they had a great time, and about a month afterward, um, they told me that they had such a great time and then felt so much love and acceptance and kindness from the people at the camp that they would probably just at least once a year when I'm at the camp and the camps are going on, even if, they, if he doesn't need to work, that they would go ahead and rent a space, uh, rent an apartment, and come up there just to hang out with all of us because they had such a great time being with us. And so uh, pray for that. I believe that that is God's way of joining the camp and them uh, and his will and plan for them together um, and just uh, making it a really easy open door for a familiar place when he's old enough to actually go by himself to camp and then can come home and tell mommy and daddy everything he's learned uh, <laughs> about Jesus and God at camp. Uh, so, uh, so, And we've seen so many times uh, God lead families through their children uh, to Christ in Bosnia. And so we believe that this is just another example of that and being yet to come. So the last picture I wanted to show you, you saw this young woman in the video and she explained how she had come to Christ when she was 13 at the camps. Um, so, and then I met her with, at those camps as well. Um, and then a, a few months later, I moved to her city and lived there. The team last time was there in Tuzla. Um, and so I would just ask you to pray. I'm going to share a little bit more tonight with the women's prayer group to pray for her about, uh, so that's, if you want to come, that's an invite. Um, <laughs> come hang out with us at 630 and hear a little bit more about what she does in ministry. Uh, but just to pray for them, for her and her husband and her son, um, as they uh, continue on in ministry, a lot of that ministry is unpaid ministry work. Um, and they, he has a seasonal job because he's a painter. And so sometimes financially, it's really a stretch for them, but God is always faithful. And so um, just in all the years I've known, you know, I met her when she was 13. She is now uh, 31 years old. Uh, so you can see that I've been in her life for a very long time. So um, this year marks 20 years that I've been in Bosnia-Herzegovina. So that's 40% uh, of my life I've been living in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina. But actually, I've been working with Bosnians because I worked with them in the States as well for more than half, almost 60% of my lifetime. Uh, so uh, it's amazing to see the faithfulness of God that I've seen in my life. I could spend hours just telling you how he was faithful just to me. Um, and so I am so thankful uh, for the prayers that you offer up for us on a regular basis, the giving that you do to the GCF, whether it's designated or undesignated, doesn't matter. Um, it all goes uh, for the work that we do and is a, an important part of what God is doing in Bosnia-Herzegovina and around the world. Um, and so because of that, like Josh said, you guys have been partners with our field for 15 years. I looked it up. It is absolutely... 15 years. I thought I remembered that it was right after I moved to Sarajevo that you guys came for the first time. So I'd like to call Josh up because I have a little present for the church. So this is actually sort of two presents. Um, one is a card, but the card is actually a handmade, hand-painted card by Pastor Sasha. So 
some of you know him, so it's a sort of little piece of artwork that's also a card. Um, but then also inside um, is a little traditional house, uh, similar to the ones we have in the old city in Sarajevo that is handmade and painted by a friend of mine who's an artist, and actually his daughter, for a period of time, came to the center, and he's done some different projects with us, and his wife is actually our phone contract uh, agent. So, <laughs> so we have lots of ties uh, to them, and so that's just, I wanted to say, uh, just a small gift to say thank you to East Hills for all the love and support that you've shown me, but also our team. Um, and just to end, I would ask that you today could really pray uh, for the Denias family, because today is actually the one-year anniversary of us losing Karen uh, to her four-year battle with cancer. So I know today is probably a really hard day for them. Uh, so please pray for Todd and Bethany and Joshua and, and Caitlin uh, and their extended family as they go through that in the next day and coming weeks. So. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Petra. Can you guys give her a round of applause just to thank you for being here and for sharing with us. Uh, can we throw her uh, prayer card back up there again uh, real quick? Uh, so there's uh, three ways I would, I would love to see us uh, respond. Uh, to the things we heard from Petula this morning. Um, one uh, is uh, to, to pray, uh, to pray for Bosnia, to pray for the camp, to pray for this uh, generation of young adults uh, uh, who is now stepping into leadership into church, into the, in the church uh, and their, uh, their adults above them, that they would allow them to do that, right? We could pray those things here in the States too. Uh, to pray uh, for uh, Petula, um, uh, that uh, fancy QR code uh, up in the corner, I'm told, works beautifully to get signed up for her uh, newsletter um, and uh, to get uh, daily. Uh, no, no, we don't get daily. We monthly get a list of daily. Right, you monthly get a list of daily prayer requests. So um, I would love to uh, have you sign up uh, that way and, and know how you can be praying uh, for Petula on uh, on any given day. So, uh, so one way to respond is simply through through prayer. And and I know that anytime uh, somebody comes for something like this and we say, oh yeah, prayer is the most important thing you can do, we go, sure, sure, then ask for the money, what you really want. Right? No, actually, and I am going to ask for the money in a second, but, uh, but the prayer part really is the most significant thing uh, we can do. Uh, and I know in, uh, in Bosnia this year, the churches are uh, picking a different city every month to pray for because they are believing that as they pray for God's movement in these cities, that he will move. Um, and, and the stories you're hearing, the updates that we, we receive uh, on, on uh, how these stories have progressed through the years, the different relationships built, um, those things are uh, a testimony to uh, the presence of the team there and the hard work of the team, uh, but it is also a testimony to the prayers that have gone into it in the presence of God in all of those spaces. Uh, so be praying for them, please. That is one response. The second response would be to give financially. I mentioned the Great Commission Fund earlier. Um, if you want to give specifically to one of our partners, you certainly can write their name in uh, on, on the envelope and the other category. Stick that in the little black box in the back. Uh, but uh, also just to give to the Great Commission Fund in general, supporting God's work in Bosnia and around the world. Uh, is uh, those, those dollars stretch real far and do some incredible, incredible uh, things. So I uh, would love to have you uh, join in 
in that and know that as you hear these stories of what God is doing around the world, that you are a part of that uh, and have stepped uh, into that. And then the, the third thing I thought of is, as Petra was uh, talking, and she's talking about uh, the, the center being this place where because there are believers there, God's presence is there. And as people walk into it, they, they don't know it, but they're experiencing the, the peace and the comfort and the warmth of God. Uh, your home, your cubicle, your classroom uh, can also be those kinds of places. Um, and uh, as you are praying for and, and faithfully walking out and being present in those uh, spaces, uh, that people would get to experience uh, the peace and the love and the warmth of God uh, because you are there, because you are making an effort to be uh, to be present, uh, that we can have uh, these same stories of, uh, I hope you heard uh, the, the amount of time <laughs> that has gone into the stories we got to hear this morning, the amount of faithfulness uh, from the team there uh, to stay with these relationships. Uh, some stories happen very, very quickly uh, and some happen because of faithfulness over time. Um, and we get to be... Uh, a part of supporting that over the last 15 years. Um, and uh, we get to be a part of those stories uh, here in Calais County uh, as, as well. Uh, as Petula mentioned, uh, the Dinius family, uh, many of you got to meet uh, Todd and Karen uh, when they came through uh, some number of years ago now. Um, uh, also part of the partnership uh, that we've had with, uh, with, with Bosnia uh, as, as well. And uh, now back in the States and, and again, the one year anniversary of losing Karen. So uh, as the worship team comes up um, and uh, we sing about God's goodness together, I want to pray for uh, the work God is doing in Bosnia uh, as well as the Dinius family. So will you pray with me? Father God, we do uh, lift the Diniuses up to you this morning as they are walking through their grief and these kind of anniversaries are just really hard. And so we pray for your comfort uh, uh, again, so grateful that you can be present here and present with them uh, today as, as they are um, grieving and remembering. I pray those would be sweet memories and that they um, would see the opportunity in the midst of their hurt and grief to praise you for the time that they have, the memories they have um, for uh, their mom's faithfulness uh, to, to you and the joy she uh, will get to experience forever because of it. Uh, and we pray for the ministry uh, happening in in Bosnia, uh, for the team that is uh, currently there, um, for uh, the strands as they're planning on, uh, you know, they're sort of wrapping things up and, and headed back here over the next year. I pray that uh, the conversations that that team is having would continue to uh, bear fruit in the kinds of stories we got to hear this morning. Um, the uh, the relationships that they are building, that they would see glimpses of movement and hope. Um, that, uh, as Petra was talking earlier about, the, the frustration of not seeing movement toward you in some of these relationships. Father, I pray that, that the team there would start to see a movement, however big or small, toward you because because uh, I know that's their heart's desire, not, not to uh, check something off a list or um, or to, to make a person a project, but to introduce people to you and have them know your love and peace and care. And so we pray that they would get to see that and uh, pray for Petula as she uh, wraps up here in the States over the next couple of weeks and, uh, and heads back over that um, all of that would go smoothly um, and that the relationships that she is building, God, you would continue uh, to bless those. 
Father, thank you for all of the amazing work that you are doing uh, to call people to yourself, to raise up a generation. And we pray that that generation uh, builds exponentially on what has been invested in them, that they would then invest in the next generation and we would continue to see uh, your word, your kingdom, uh, your um, power and um, and, and glory grow uh, in that country, uh, that, that you would be honored, uh, that uh, people would rejoice um, in your goodness there, uh, and that we can celebrate more and more stories of you getting a hold of people's lives and introducing them to your love and grace. Uh, so we thank you, Father, for the work you're doing, and we pray that you would continue it and strengthen it and build on it. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out our podcast. You can learn more or connect with us online at easthills.org.